Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. So right now we're looking at uh, 2022 officially in the second half of the year and a couple different things that are happening. Uh, we talk about it all the time now. We are uh, not only at 40-year highs in inflation. I know June's numbers were like 9.1%. Uh, we know that the housing market is beginning its initial stage, stage of a correction. And by the way, there's more to come because those properties are dropping like a rock and dropping like it's hot. And then we look at Bitcoin, which you know was off of its seventy, off seventy five percent from its all time high. That is beginning to make a march back on some level. The markets are bare and or correction on the different indices. This is all happening now. And the question is like, how does that impact you at home? You in America? You you in whatever job you have as an individual, maybe a corporate executive, entrepreneur. Today, what we're going to get into is how can I be successful like a wealthy business owner. And, you know, when we talk about that, we're also going to touch in on one of the first parts of that, which I believe is the best piece of real estate you could buy. It works all the time in up markets, down markets, and sideways markets. When interest rates go up and when interest rates go down, this piece of real estate is the best, and it's called the real estate between your ears, right? So let's get into that. And this is where we talk about mindset. To me, mindset matters and matters at the highest level and it has to be constantly fed, constantly conditioned, constantly worked on. So now let's talk a little bit about this. When when we look at mindset, yes, uh, mindset comes from habits and rituals. It comes from that the people who we surround ourselves with. It comes what we do on a daily basis, mentally, physically, spiritually. And then how does that congruency work for you in your world? So when you're in a recession or when you're in something where all of a sudden there's a drastic change and you're a business owner and now you have to cut spending, right? Or or you know, maybe lay some people off, do some things that you might not might might not want to do, work a couple of extra hours. You got to be careful not to rinse and repeat the same cycle that got you here. Now, the last three recessions, um they had different sizes and different flav- flavors. You're talking about 2020, uh which was right as COVID started, there was a recession, but they sped through that pretty fast. The one before that was in 2007 that lasted to 2009. And in that recession, as as many of you may remember, if you're older than 35, the stock market corrected, the real estate market corrected. We were three days away from having no money in the ATM machines. And that recession was really, really ugly because I think it's sometime in 2007, the Dow was as high as 14,000. But right in the middle of this, it went as low as 6,500. And then it began its slow march back. Intra-year, the market itself, even though it finished down 33% or S&P, was actually down 50, down, it finished down 37, was actually down 30, 53% at one point during the year. So when you're watching the news and you're exposed to the like five or 10 people around you that are sharing your same fear, sharing your same insecurities, what happens is you make decisions that are not logical, they're emotional. And at the end of the day, it's based on a gut level hunch. And these are decisions that I've come to find people regret five, 10, and 15 years later. So 
Three recessions in the last 20 years. One was 2020, one was 2007. It was a real ugly one. 2001 was a little bit different. It was ugly because it was right off the heels of the internet stocks. Uh, What happened in 2001, I'd say maybe about 75% of technology mutual funds, um, really like a lot of the money that they put into companies there then, 85% of them went out of business. So let me say that again. There was a lot of tech mutual funds back in 2000 because of the internet stocks. Of those companies, 75% went out of business, and I think 85% of the money was put into those mutual funds. That recession was bad because as it started, also a black swan event of 9-11 happened, and you know that took about, I want to say, about eight months to get out of that recession. And typically, when we're told there's a recession, which is after two quarters of negative GDP, it's already underway. So right now, we are officially in a recession. It's 2022. We feel this is going to have a blend. It's not going to be as easy as the last one. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as hard as 2007, but I do suspect it's going to be more painful than 2001, more to come. Um, I think if we look at housing alone back in 2001, I'm sorry, back in 2007 and the housing space, people didn't have to put money down. At least we now know that over the last 10 years, 15 years, when it came, when it came to real estate or comes to real estate, that at least it was a 20% down payment. So that creates a little bit of a, a, a level of comfort. However, the flight over the last year to Bitcoin cryptocurrency and that space with an irrational amount or an unweighted amount of, of the average American's money that get went in that direction has been dangerous and has created a culture and a mindset of instant gratification that we need to wipe ourselves and eliminate out of that. I'm not saying don't buy Bitcoin. I'm not saying don't do cryptocurrency. What I am saying is your overall financial mosaic, all your financial educators that are here for you, make sure they're all on the same page that sits and fits with your investment philosophy that goes deep into what you're looking for and how you can get multiple uses of your money. And remember, they don't work for you. You work for them. And I always say it. If you call someone that you're paying and they get mad, fire them immediately. Okay. So the next thing we want to talk about when it comes to understanding the wealthy, consistent business owner where the money just wasn't given to them or her, is they truly surround themselves with people that make them level up, right? So I know I had a couple private calls in the last two days, and like one of the guys is buying his third jet, the other guy wants to buy his first jet because he just got his company bought out. And at the end of the day, these two guys are wealthy, very successful entrepreneurs. And one of them said, it's recession time, it's my greatest time. This is when my net worth and my businesses explode because this person is a um, he's a business owner in different industries and continues to buy more and more businesses. The, the, the thing with him, which is pretty cool, is he doesn't buy it with, after, with out-of-pocket money. He comes in from an angle where you consult for equity. He's a genius in what he does, owns north of 20 companies, builds out a program to train CEOs, and is like way ahead of the information curve, lives in a different mindset. And that is the mindset where time and energy becomes important because in all these businesses, he has a recipe, but we talk about time and energy, he's replaced himself successfully and has built out this model where if he wants to, he could own 100, 200, 300 companies because he has access to people through his social media channels that a lot of us don't have access to and people want to hear what he has to say. So last but not least, we want to talk about monitoring and measuring, and and we call that KPIs, right? And what that really does is it takes a very deep dive, a deep look into revenues of a company and if the company is growing. So when we began to look at our stuff, 
you know, uh, from 2020 to 2021, we grew over 250% because not only did we adopt the deep dive into KPIs where we looked at the revenues, but also the net revenue and our expenses stayed the same, yet we still grew. Now, as we continue to grow, those expenses are going to go higher, which is what typically happens. However, if you have a business where you're you're monitoring and measuring and all of a sudden you're coming into money that you didn't have the two, three, four years before that, that doesn't mean that you have to over uh, overdo it on the expenses because you're in a new base camp on the financial mountain of business success. So when we when we talk about what it looks like to monitor and measure, a lot of times, and this happened with us, when the company's gonna take that next step, you probably don't know who the person is at your company at the time for you to take that next step. So there's always a gradual level of people coming in. You know, some people, they could always stay, but some kind, sometimes people don't stay for many different reasons. But at the end of the day, as the company's beginning to excel, especially in a time of recession, what you wanna be able to do is monitor everything. Now, what I noticed the best of the best do is they provide more value than everybody else. What do I mean by that? So whatever business you're in, think of all your competitors, think of all the things that you do the same, and then think of something that they don't do that you could provide for your customers, for your clients, and do it in a double, triple down fashion. And when you do that, you will begin to separate yourself from everybody else in your space. And by the way, we call this not filling a void with a promise. We call this bringing over value. I learned this from David Meltzer. Bringing in value, consistently bringing in value, create that value, and it's okay to ask after that because at that point, the rapport level is so high, the value is so high, then you fill the void. You don't want to start off with a void and fill it in with a promise because then you're kind of running uphill or running east looking for a sunset. You want to be able to provide value, bring value more than anybody else. Ask yourself an empowering question. What can we do that other people in our industry don't do? Repeat it 10 times, say it out loud, take that, rewind the back, say it in the mirror. And when you do that, what'll happen is the Google brain will start coming up with some really cool ideas, share it with your team, have innovation sessions. And this time right now, when you think of a recession, don't think of it as a Band-Aid punishment or that you have to go to uh, to see the principal after school. Think of it as that this is your time to excel in economic winter. Anyway, thank you so much for checking us out. Go ahead and click the link below if you have any questions. Feel free to ask questions in the comments section if there's any videos you want us to do. Uh, we'd love to be able to do that video, but by clicking the link below, one of the team members here at Epic is gonna sit down and have, have a conversation with you educationally, answer questions, provide answers, provide other questions to ask you to make you think about things a little bit differently. And oh, by the way, we also have the Epic financial freedom map that's also on the link below if you really want to take it a step further and really gather more information no money out of your pocket go ahead and look for that link as well thank you so much for checking us out we love to bring education on a daily basis That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>